Good Tuesday morning to you guys. Yes, it is Tuesday, and you are listening to Mornings with Ken, heard Monday through Friday at 5.45 a.m., sometimes the Saturday show, and there's the Sunday show, Sunday School with Ken. Hey, thanks for stopping by. Hey, today's weather, it's going to be a high of 36 and a low of 28, and I'm afraid to look outside. Uh, I don't know if we got snowed in or but i heard we were supposed to get snow but i'm not looking out the window because i'm frightened to but i really appreciate you guys stopping by for mornings with ken it's a great day to be alive and today we're going to talk about what the average person's budget is for the akron canton area now let me say this is based on Blue collar income, not necessarily um, upper upper economic levels. This is more for poor to. There really isn't a middle class anymore. Poor to almost middle class, <laughs> I guess. But this is really based on, you know, Akron and uh, Canton, Cleveland. We're all kind of. Not all, but there's a big, large percentage of us who are in the lower, what I would call poor to upper poor. I think that's what the new new phrase should be. It should be, actually it should be, there should be different categories now. It used to be poor, middle class, and rich. I think you pretty much you got to throw middle class out. And I think it really should be categories destitute, poor, upper poor maybe a small middle class and then rich because uh, times have changed I think we need to change those categories but I'm more so looking at what a but for the working guy as far as uh, we already talked about working guys in a past episode that's the wrong term to use but for for those um Guys that uh, maybe don't have a professional degree, maybe are working in more what you call blue-collar jobs, and what a budget looks like for someone not making top dollar, and just analyzing that and seeing how much they need to make just to survive at the survival level. I'm not talking about living, you know, well beyond your means. Uh, living for like vacations or live, living for uh, new gifts for yourselves. I'm talking about what does a budget look like? What does the income needed look like for the average blue-collar guy to survive um, in this world? And I'm going to base it on a family of four. I think a family of four is pretty reasonable, uh, family size to, to base this budget on because you know if you're married and you, you're, you're probably if you're a young couple you're probably going to have about two kids um, I think the is the average still two I don't think the average is 1.5 or 2.1 uh, seems to have changed recently but I don't know how you have a point kid but uh, but we're going to go with uh, a family of four um, mom and dad and two children so we're going to look at that um, income needed to survive. 
I think it's going to be interesting because, and this isn't to make anybody feel um, upset or angry or guilty or anything. I just want to take a realistic look as for what you need to, to uh, bring in for your income every month just to survive. So, uh, all right, here we go. Let's take a short break. And when we get back, we're going to get those numbers cranking. I have two quotes for you to consider. I find both of these quotes interesting. And I'm not saying anything about these quotes one way or the other. But I find both of these quotes very interesting. The first one. The person who doesn't know where his next dollar is coming from usually doesn't know where his last dollar went. And the author of that is unknown. So let me read that again. The person who doesn't know where his next dollar is coming from usually doesn't know where his last dollar went. And uh, author's unknown. Very interesting quote. Next. I don't pay good wages because I have a lot of money. I have a lot of money because I pay good wages. I don't pay good wages because I have a lot of money. I have a lot of money because I pay good wages. And you know what? I forgot to credit the source on that. Now that one did come from, oh, was it Henry Ford? I think it was Henry Ford. I I like that one. I'll read that one again. I don't pay good wages because I have a lot of money. I have a lot of money because I pay good wages. That's very that's very interesting quote. Very interesting quote. Well, both of them are. Both of them are. And there's some truth to both of those. So I, anyway, I just thought those were some interesting quotes. It kind of goes along a little bit where of what we're talking about today. So again, if you're just joining in, we're going to talk about what the what a person's income needs to look like just to meet survival needs. I mean decently. I'm not talking I don't talking about living in a tent on a street, but living in a in a home, a rental home, not a purchased home, but a rent a rented home in the, you know, Cleveland, Akron, Canton area. And I did this with some research about average prices. And I'm gonna base this on a family of four. That's pretty reasonable. So, let's get started. The average rent in the Akron-Canton area is about $850. Now, up in Cleveland, it's closer to $1,000. So, we're going to stay out of Cleveland because Cleveland's pricing people out of their city. So, the average rent, Akron-Canton, 
$850. Now it does show where it can go up to a thousand in this area too. But I'm going to, based on me knowing the Akron area, I used to live in Akron and uh, I've looked up recent rental prices. It's basically, you can't really rent a house for anything less than $800, $850. You really can't. I mean, you, you, you probably could, but it's a rat's nest. So $850 for rent is very reasonable. Now the next category, the next line, you're going to, you might question me on it because you're going to say, well, that's a, that's not a necessity. That's a, a luxury. And, and it's not $100 a month for cell phone service, $100 a month for cell phone service. Now you may say, well, that's a luxury. No, try living in today's society without a cell phone. For one, household phones can be just as high. And two, most companies these days, that's the way they're going to contact you. In fact, a lot of temporary agencies or even businesses now, they want you to look at your paycheck through an app on your phone. If You know what? Some of you may not know that. If, if you're not really in this poor category, you may not know that most companies... Uh, especially for the poor guys, they want you to download an app and you could print off your paycheck from the app or you can look at your paycheck. You can make changes to your, um, your, your finances, your W-2 through the app. It's convenient, but it also requires people to have a cell phone. So cell phones are not necessarily a luxury anymore. Now, granted, you can make sure your kids don't have them, but you as adults need cell phones and pretty much your your kids need cell phones too for safety reasons. And $100, I took the low end. That's basically if the mom and dad have cell phones. And you're lucky to get that price. So $100, I'll settle for $100. I think it should be higher. But from my research, we'll leave it at 100 Okay. So you're living in a house. You got your cell phone so your job can contact you. While you're living in a house, you need electricity. So electricity, about $120 a month. Pretty reasonable. I mean, it could be lower, but basically you better budget for about $120 a month. Now, so you got electric in your house. Now you're going to need gas. You're going to need the gas turned on. And with Ohio winters, you know, average it out about $120 a month. About the same as the electric, $120 a month. You better budget that way because, sure, your gas bill is going to be low in the summer, but it's going to be higher in the winter, so you might as well budget $120 a month for gas. Okay, so now you're in your house. You have a cell phone. You got the electric turned on. You got the gas turned on. Now, if you live in the city, you're going to need, you have a water bill. Water bill is generally $50 a month generally $50 a month for a water bill, which hopefully includes your sewage. If not, it's going to be around 80 bucks a month, but we'll go with 50 bucks a month for your water and sewage bill. That's not a luxury for sure. Now the next category, again, you're going to think that this is a luxury, but I disagree. 
Wi-Fi. Wi-Fi. say, well, Ken, what do you need Wi-Fi for? Okay. Well, probably if you if you have your cell phone, you might not have unlimited data because that could get expensive. And nowadays with kids doing homework, not even homework, doing schoolwork from home, you got to have connection. Trust me, all the kids are working from home and most of their work is on the computer. They're, they're doing Zoom meetings with their teachers. Even before COVID and the lockdown, working kids at home on the computer, most of their homework is done on the computer nowadays. Um, parents or, or older folks like me, if you, if, if maybe you might not know that because we come from a little bit different generation. But truthfully, the poor people need Wi-Fi. They really do. I, ha- I have it down for $100 a month. And you're lucky if you can get it that high or that low. Because um, you know how it is. They give you a good deal for like nine months and then they crank it up on you. But we'll, we'll go for $100 a month. Now, the next category, food. And this one I wasn't unsure of because sometimes I, I lose track of how much you should spend on food. So I kind of researched it, Google, you know, Google my research tool. But I did. I looked at uh, other cities around the country, and I looked at what what should a family of four spend for food a month, for a month. A family of four buying groceries, $892, $892. I mean, I could see where it could be more. I mean, that's probably... That's probably, you know, your very basics, beans, potatoes, and cornbread. and So $892 for food per month. They can't eat out. There's no eating out. No eating out. So now let's look at the... So that all adds up to $2,232. $2,232 a month. Good luck. Good luck getting that with one income. Now, if you're married and you have those two kids, either the the wife is working or she's staying home. If she's staying home, you have daycare. Forget about it. That family can't afford daycare. Uh, I, I, with a recent uh, young couple that I know, I believe they were paying, I think they were paying about like eight something, eight to $900 a month for daycare. Like $900 a month for daycare. You, they can't afford it. The wife... The wife can't afford daycare. The couple can't afford daycare. Barely, or they have nothing left. So basically, this family of four is already in the red because they, they're not going to be able to afford the day, their daycare costs already. So they're already in the red. So all right, let's move on because we'll, we'll, we'll talk about that a little bit later, I think. If I got time to go back to it. Now, 
that's somewhat the necessities, but not really all the necessities because you got to have transportation to work. And based on one car, and I'm going to assume that they bought a used car and it's paid off. Heaven forbid they're making car payments because there'll be even more in the red. So let's, I'm going to assume that their car is paid off. However, you know there's maintenance fees. You know that there's maintenance fees. So, at, at very minimum, you know you're going to need oil changes at least like four times a year. Three to four times a year. So, I'm going to budget $13 a month. And then, you know, two months later, three months later, you need oil change. So, then you saved up to $13 per month. So, I'm going to say about $13 a month for oil changes knowing that it's going to be a few months before your, your oil change. I think that's pretty reasonable. You can't expect everybody to ride the bus, and sometimes, folks, the bus doesn't go everywhere. So I think it's pretty reasonable. I'm going to say they own their car right out, which is would be unusual. And uh, so that's 13 bucks for oil changes. Next, car repairs. You know you're going to get a flat tire. You're... The brakes need fixed, so you're gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna say a hundred bucks, because if you're not making a, if you're not making a car payment, I'm gonna budget hundred bucks a month for car repairs. You may say, well, Ken, you're not really gonna spend a hundred bucks for uh, car repairs. No, maybe not, but when something happens you better have the money so we're going to budget for that now clothing you say oh that's another luxury really folks clothing 40 bucks a month little johnny's got hoes in his shoes yeah and his feet's growing he's got to have shoes this month and then the daughter sally um you know she needs a, a new out. I mean, she's down to only have a few outfits. You know, she, she needs another shirt or a blouse or something. So 40 bucks a month, you're not necessarily always going to be buying clothes every month. But when you need the clothes, you're going to have to have more than 40 bucks. So you can save your 40 bucks a month to uh, use when you're going to need to buy clothes. I think that's a reasonable budget item next one haircut tell your wife that she can't get a haircut yeah yeah um you'll don't say that's a luxury that's not a luxury uh, well for one if she's working she needs to look presentable um especially if she's working in an office somewhere you don't want your wife going to work um looking terribly and she needs if she needs if she's in a professional environment she needs to look professional so 160 bucks um for a haircut throughout the um throughout the year um so basically about 16 bucks a month so yeah i'm not gonna tell my wife she can't get a haircut and then the other item 
lady stuff. You know ladies are going to need makeup. They're going to need personal items. So, yeah. So, you're going to have to figure at least 15 bucks a month um, for that. Now, so the total of all that that they're going to need per month is $2,845 a month. $2,845 a month. $2,845 a month. Okay? Think about that. Think about that. When we come back, we're going to dive into that number. So, hold on. Are you ready for this? Are you ready for this? So, based on our number, we need $2,845 a month, which comes out to $34,140 a year. So, so to live off that very minimum, minimum budget, you need $34,140. And forty dollars, thirty-four thousand one hundred and forty dollars, to meet that very minimum budget. Now stay with me, stay with me, because we're going to go down the, the rabbit hole here. Stay with me. Again, you're going to need thirty-four thousand one hundred and forty dollars a year, which then if you do the weekly, he needs to bring home six hundred and sixty dollars a week. He needs to bring that home. Now that to get that you need an hourly hourly wage of sixteen fifty. Sixteen fifty to to meet this very minimum minimum budget. At least sixteen dollars and fifty cents an hour to meet this very minimum budget. So what do you think? What do you think? Now, if the wife gets a job, I'm going to check with my, my friend who's uh, married and has two kids and see what the daycare cost is going to be. Um, I, I'm pretty sure he told me it was like eight to $900 a month. It might even been more. But I, I think it was right around that, that amount. So is the is the wife going to work full time, forty hours? Is she going to work part time? So how's this going to work out? So, and then we wonder why people struggle, why people are struggling. Kind of goes back to the uh, the one quote: "I don't pay good wages because I have a lot of money. I have a lot of money." Because I pay good wages. Read that again. 
I don't pay good wages because I have a lot of money. I have a lot of money because I pay good wages. So I just want to get that into our heads because, and this is no condemnation against anybody listening. Believe me, this is no condemnation for anybody that's listening. But could you, could you live off of this budget? Could you live off of this budget? Bare minimum? I mean, what do you want to get rid of? You can't, let's go down. Do you want to get rid of the rent? I, uh, yeah, try, yeah, okay, if you want to live in the street. Again, you can't get rid of the cell phone. Try to live life without the cell phone. Yeah, it's going to be impossible. Well, I would say impossible, but try it with today's job market. Next line, you can't get rid of electric. You're not going to sit in the dark. Gas bill, um, yeah, you're not going to freeze in the wintertime. Um, you got to have running water. You do need Wi-Fi if you have kids or it's just today, folks, it's just a basic need. You got to have the food line. You got to have the food. That's pretty reasonable number, $892 a month for food. Um, you got to keep oil in the car. You got to have some money for car repairs. You got to have a minimum amount for clothing. So when you need something, I'm sorry, guys, a haircut is not a luxury. And then ladies need other makeups and personal items. So you got to budget for that. Notice I have nothing for the man. I guess he's just got to shave and uh, he's ain't got he's no haircut for the man. Um, so, yeah, what do you want to cut out of that? And that's for a very, very minimum budget. Very, very small budget. Very, very small budget. I don't see anything you can cut. Now, I'm very active in the job market, keeping an eye on the job market, keeping an eye on the job market. And you could do this easily. There's plenty of websites, Glassdoor. You could do it yourself through Indeed, ZipRecruiter. There's tons of information about um, like a, a blue-collar working wage and, and, and things like that. A lot of companies, they're not paying, they're not paying $16 an hour. Trust me. Trust me. I know what's out there. I've, I've worked with people that hi, do the hiring. I, I, they're not paying. So 15 is about the going rate right now. $15 an hour is about the going rate. So if $15 is the going rate, what about you need $16.50 an hour? just to do this bare minimum budget. So so the only option is your is your wife works and that's if you, if you can afford the daycare. Okay? If you can afford the daycare, that's another thing. But even so, it's going to be a huge part of your wife's um, income. So that's something to really consider now do you uh, do you consider not having children I mean that's 
that's real that's real life um, real life issues real life issues do you as a married couple decide you're not going to have children yeah th- this is real this is where the rubber meets the road folks and uh, again this is not to make anyone feel condemnation or or to be ashamed or embarrassed or anything like that believe me I just wanted to see about the truth about um, uh, wages and the truth about why there are poor communities in society. It's in society. It's there. Poor societies and poor neighborhoods just don't happen because people don't care. They happen because money dictates that, that it happens. Money dictates that it happens. So, and there's other reasons. There's, there's lack of education. But truthfully, who can afford an education? Are, are you going to send your kid to school and they come out with $80,000 to $100,000 in debt? That's insane. That's insane. So, yeah, it's it's that's not necessarily the answer, folks, anymore, is sending your kid to college. It really isn't. It really isn't. So, this is some real hard issues, some real hard facts that some of us may not be aware of because maybe we're living a little bit better um, that. But for the average guy, these are some real-life issues. Real-life issues. And... And uh, heaven forbid um, someone gets uh, temporarily laid off where it's not enough to collect unemployment, but it's enough to hurt your budget. Oh, heaven forbid. Or there's a, a financial need that all of a sudden occurred, maybe a health issue. And, and also, when you look at this person's line item budget or income needed, I like the term income needed. The budget comes after you realize what you can afford, really, basically. But the income needed, this guy, the father who has the job in this scenario, he better have excellent insurance with no copay. Because if he starts going to go to the doctor's office to pay pay copays, he's broke. He's done. He can't afford it. So in this scenario, this guy better have 100% coverage of insurance so you know try to find that uh, try to find a job that has uh, health benefits where there's no there's no uh, uh, copay out-of-pocket expense yeah that's not that's not realistic in today's society so this family either their their company has to provide a hundred percent coverage with no copay or they don't go to the doctor and there's more to this on the other side, we come back from this break. So stay tuned. Southern woman sticks the needle in the rod. She tells herself, oh, this is the one. She takes a welfare check and she runs it in her arm. She's got no 
Now, here's the part I left out. Here's the part part I left out of our um, money needed to survive, our survival uh, budget. Now we said that the that the average that family is going to need around thirty four thousand one hundred and forty dollars a year. Thirty four thousand one hundred and forty dollars a year, but that was actual money needed. Do you understand? That was they need every dollar of that. However, guess what? The average tax for that category is. 25%. So, if you do the taxes on that, that's another 8000 that's $8,500. So, actual money that they need, the actual money that they need is 42700 or $42,675. So, now guess what? That, that, wage rate of $1,650 does not cut it now because we didn't figure in taxes. Oh, it would have been nice if you could have that $34,140 if that would be after taxes, but it can't be because when we did their survival budget, they need every penny of that dollar. Every penny. So now they need closer to $43,000 a year. So that means the rate's going to have to be $18, $19, $20 an hour. Now, for a blue collar guy, which if in your cities and neighborhoods, your most of your population are the blue collar workers. So just to survive, they need around $43,000 a year. Now, yes, now if the wife works, that is going to help tremendously, but then they can't have kids. They really can't afford the daycare cost. And guess what? That's based on one vehicle. If they have, they're going to, if the wife's working, they're going to need another vehicle, which is going to increase, increase their cost. So, and you know what, folks, that's not even all. That's not even all, because I left out a couple categories purposely. I, I, I purposely left out a couple categories just to just to show, again, not for any condemnation, but there may be someone listening who doesn't understand this type of uh, finances, don't understand someone in the poor community of what they need. This this may be foreign to someone if you're living above this uh, category of income. You may not realize what your average citizen needs or goes through to try to make ends meet. So guess what? We did this based on one vehicle I left out the category of gasoline for the car because I wanted to show you that it can't be worse than than this budget reveals. Gasoline, 
realistically, at least 20 bucks a week, that's minimum. That means you're basically going to the grocery store and work and nowhere else. 20 bucks a week um, times four, 80 bucks, 80, 80 bucks extra a month. Where's he gonna get that in his budget? In his, uh, yeah. So that increases the wage needed also. Again, I left another category out. By law, if you're a driver and you have a car, you must have car insurance. So let's just say I know what I pay and let's just say they're a younger couple. They're probably paying a little bit higher. Let's say 120 a month, 120 a month for uh, car insurance. Yeah, that's going to increase their budget. That's another cat. They're, now they're more in the red. They were already in the red. Now they're going to be even more in the red. And there's one category that I left out again. Another category I left out. Because this one, I know when I was poor. Well, who knows? I still am, kind of. <laughs> but um, when I was renting... Uh, I never bought the renter's insurance because I couldn't afford it. I couldn't afford it. It wasn't in the budget. Renter's insurance. Now, granted, that's something you could probably leave out, but um, if something happens to your home and your stuff is uh, ruined, um, the landlord's not obligated to replace anything. So you probably should have some renter's insurance. And it's it's pretty reasonable. I think it's, it's under $100 a month. But still, it's, it's money you don't have because the guy's only making $16.50 an hour, so he doesn't have the money to pay for the renter's insurance. And it kind of gets worse than that in the sense of, we're already talking about health insurance. And, you know, if, if you know the kids are going to get sick and the kids probably have doc, scheduled doctor's appointments, that they're going to have to go to. And that's probably $35, $40 for an office visit out of, out of pocket. That's not in your budget. Also, your wife will probably have her regular doctor and her um, OBGYN doctor. And that's, yeah, I think you should take care of your wife in that area because it's, it's a health issue. So that could be another $40 out of pocket office visit. So these are the things that I think people above the category of poor that are doing pretty pretty well um, don't realize what the poor people have to go through. So, and this isn't to throw condemnation on anybody whatsoever. This is just because I find it interesting. I find finances and money and survival interesting. It is, it's not a commentary um, on one way or the other or it's definitely not political. I'm not saying, you know, anything politically about it, but this is just where the rubber meets the road for finances. And, um, you know, if we are going to care about each other and care about our neighbor, you know, we, sh- we should... Uh, work together to solve some of these uh, economic problems. You know, to be honest with you, 
if you drive through some of the poorer communities, um, I have, I'm quite often out in lots of different communities. I've been, I've been inside multi-million dollar homes, multi-million dollar homes. I'm talking where a guy had a nine, uh, one gentleman years ago, I was in his home. He had a nine hole golf course underneath his house. Yes, you heard that right. A nine course golf, I'm not a golfer, so forgive me, but he had nine holes of golf. You could play nine holes underneath his house in his basement. True story, true story. So I've been in multi-million dollar homes. And you know what? I've been in a home where I thought the roof was going to cave in on me. And uh, yeah, I've been in, so I've been in the biggest and the smallest homes throughout my life experiences. So, you know, if you go through driving through some of the poor neighborhoods, which I recommend you do, I really do. You know, I grew up there, so I'm, I don't have second thoughts about doing that. But if you're not used to that kind of community, take a drive. Okay, for, for my suburbs, brothers and sisters um, out in the suburbs, uh, go ahead, lock your doors, drive a little fast, you know. But go, go through some of the poorer neighborhoods. Go through the government housing section in your car, drive through. Look at the blighted homes. Look at the homes that are are just in terrible condition. They're blight. They're just in horrible conditions. Is that appealing to your eyes? Do you do you want that in your community? Do you want rundown homes? Is that pretty to look at? No, no. But you know what? There's reasons for that. And it's the reason is there's multi this multifaceted, there's a cornucopia of problems that go along with that. But one of the major things is people can't afford those homes. So they're renting they 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 rent off of people that are there to make money, which is the American way. They're, they're not going to put money into those homes. They're not going to put new siding on those homes. They're not going to fix the wet basement, the leaky, damp basement with mold growing in the basement because that's that takes away from their from their income, their profit. And, and, and hey, so be it. I'm not, not judging you on that. But the, the poor people are trapped in those homes. They're not going to put money into those homes. They can't afford to put money in a house that's not even theirs that they're renting. So you're going to have blighted communities because the poor are doing what they need to do to survive and the person that owns that home has no interest in in, in keeping that home up to standard. Folks, I've been in homes where I, I, I don't know how the owner of that home has the heart to even charge people rent. I, I've been in some seriously bad homes where the I've, I've stepped on things where I thought I was going to go through the floor. And it's just it's just a shame um, that someone would even rent out a home 
in that condition. Um, but that that's a whole nother that's a whole nother show. That is a whole nother show. And, and you know what? I think we kind of kind of shed some light in a dark area in our communities um, by today's show. I, I'm, I'm sure you guys are aware of this too. You didn't need to, to hear me say all this stuff this morning. But I just wanted to, for those that may not be aware, yes, there are, there are some poor people that are poor because lack of motivation, uh, mental health issues, uh, just honestly, and this is coming from a poor guy, I'm gonna, I'm gonna hurt somebody's feelings, but pure laziness, yeah, I know, I know, you're gonna write my, you're gonna write letters, you're gonna call the office, and, uh, but there are people who are poor because they just don't have the motivation to get out and work. I know this very well from pers- well, I know somebody very anyway. Okay. Now, but and and there's poor people stuck in these homes because it's been a lifestyle for them. It's all they know. It's a cycle of poverty. It's a cycle of poverty that they don't know how to get out of because grandma and grandpa was in government housing and and on government assistance. And then mom and dad was on uh, government assistance and housing. So guess what? Little boys and girls are going to grow up that way too because that's all they know. So it's a cycle. You know, it's like, I guess, I guess what I'm saying today is when, when you look at other people and in other communities and look at their standard of living, don't always think that they want to be in that situation. Because I think most of them don't want to be in that situation. But they don't know how to get out. They don't know how to get out of that situation. And be truth, truthfully... The larger community plays a part in that too. It really does. Uh, just like the quote I read earlier, um, I think it was I think it was Henry Ford who said, um, you know, basically he's he's uh, I can't read it right now, but basically he's rich because he pays good wages. Basically. It, there is an obligation. There's a sense of obligation. If you are a business owner, now granted, I'm not talking to small business owners. You guys have been trying to keep your heads afloat. Uh, I mean, you know, with, especially with the 2020 that we went through with being shut down. I get it. I get it. You guys, I, I feel sorry for you. And I, I want all the small businesses to survive. But the um, larger businesses or privately owned businesses that are of any good size, give a second thought. Give it a second thought to what kind of health coverage you have for your employees and what kind of wage you think 
you can pay. Yes, I understand the employee, the employee needs to have some discipline, some life skills, some money management. But think about their life and how they live and ask yourself, could you live on that budget? Could, could you live on that budget? Hey, just, just something to ponder. Thanks for stopping by. I really appreciate it. I do love all you guys. Thank you so much. Have a good one. Rustbelt trains keep rolling on. Moving Chinese goods to every town. The union songs ain't sung much more. Wall Street barons close the store. Welcome to the ranks of the working poor. Welcome to the ranks of the working poor. College grads go back to school. No living wage, but you ain't no fool. Women's pay is on the floor. The boss man chooses, that's for sure. The boss man chooses, that's for sure. They told us if we work real hard We'd own a fine house with a dog in the yard That we could be anything that we chose The emperor's wearing his new clothes Hey, hey, ho, ho, activist No sense hanging like a passive fist most sit on the couch and just complain Dance between drops in a soaking rain Artful dodges in our core Oh, we hide inside and lock the door Silent architects of the working poor Hail the architects of the working poor